0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of... For News! The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. No, no matter how you know, yeah. okay people welcome back to another episode in case you don't know 65% of people watching this show right now this very clip aren't subscribed and it helps the channel immensely helps us to continue to grow thrive and all of that good stuff if you would simply hit subscribe and hit the bell to get all notifications over here on YouTube we do Forever news Monday through Friday and then Saturday and Sunday you get manga reviews and all sorts of other really awesome stuff and also wanted to quickly plug again in case you don't know for people that want the long-form version of Foneva News. Every Saturday, we upload the full-on Foneva News episode of the week with everything we talked about and then some over on this other channel that you can check out and subscribe if you'd like. Also on all podcast streaming services as well. So, yeah, a bunch of different ways to get your Foneva News. And with all that being said, let's jump straight into these stories, baby. Okay, people, and first story on the docket. Now, there's some very big series out there that may not be necessarily in weekly Shonen Jump, but they're still massive massively popular that's been going on for several years now and oftentimes i always think to myself like so what's going on with that series like it's still running like i i love some of these series to be honest with you but i just get lost with everything else and i'm like oh damn well maybe when it ends i'll marathon it or if it gets another anime or something like that i'll jump into it but yeah there's a few series that ultimately have been going on for so long and you question sometimes like it's still not over. Well, apparently one of those big name titles has confirmed that it's entering the climax. In case you haven't heard of this series, I'd be shocked because it was very big, especially when the anime was running. Seraph of the End, A.K.A. Owari no Seraph, has uh apparently announced that it is reaching its climax. Let's read so we could get all the details on what's going on. But yeah, it looks like a big one is um coasting away. Seraph of the End manga heads towards climax, and the their comments in the 26th compiled book volume of Takaya Kagami, Yamato Yamamoto, and Daisuke Furuya's Seraph of the End Vampire Reign, aka Owari no Seraph manga. Kagami revealed on Friday that the manga is headed towards its climax. The manga's 27th volume will ship in June. And of course Kagami, Yamamoto, and storyboard artist Furuya launched the original Seraph of the End Vampire Reign manga in Shueisha's Jump Square back in 2012. So let's just put that into perspective for a second. They dropped it in 2012 meaning that this year makes 10 years since Seraph of the End began and that is freaking insane and yeah probably might be a good time to wrap things up again i'm not sure i haven't been caught up with seraph of the end of manga i've never been caught up i was really with the anime i love the anime oh my god that ost is so good the opening oh scapegoat the ending come and break it down for me oh my god and yeah like again it's one of those monthly series that they're popular enough that a lot of people know them they had very big and excellent anime and all that jazz but again because of their release schedule you don't really you know get them often so you kind of just put them in the back of your mind but yeah 10 years later it looks like seraph of the end is heading towards its climax which means that it could still last for a bit like i always got a reference that there was series back in the day and even till this day that they announce, yo we're going into our climax and then they'll still run for another year or two because the climax just has so much story to it or things like that or it could be five chapters from now like there's also a bunch of cases of that as well like hey we're headed towards the climax and then all of a sudden a month later hey we're, we're, we're ending it's the final chapter so you don't really know other than you know that there is an end in sight for them and it could be very soon it could be a little bit of a ways off but nevertheless the end is coming for Seraph of the End and again I I haven't been caught up so I can't really say like oh they've been doing things but ultimately from what I remember I really enjoyed Seraph of the End season 1 and 2 of the anime and I know that the manga kept going and I was like what happened to getting a season 3? I'm imagining maybe season 2 didn't perform as well as they would have liked because we never got a season 3 and yeah I really liked Seraph of the it had a lot of really awesome stuff, and again, I can't stress the OST was so freaking godlike, but um, yeah, who knows, maybe with this announcement, they'll finally give us like a season 3 and 4, or one big wrap-up, the finale of like maybe, I don't know, 48 episodes of some shit, which that's probably uh, wishful thinking, wishful dreaming, uh, but yeah, Seraph of the End manga reaching its climax, another big one is Biting the Dust insane and again i I don't feel like oh my god it's sad because it's 10 years deep now it's it's kind of crazy like some of the big guns right now even in weekly shonen jump haven't even made it towards that 10 year mark so congrats to Seraph making it this long and yeah hopefully it has a solid conclusion okay people next up another big juggernaut of an announcement a lot of people were spamming me because i want to say this was announced on like friday if i'm not mistaken people were hitting me up left and right saying yo dog uh you gotta cover this fam and i was like well you know Forever news is Monday through Friday 6pm EST we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it then but it has been announced and confirmed after speculation of hey, wait well, you know, what, what's happening what's going on and of course after a very big tragedy of I want to say it was either one of the directors I believe it was the director had passed away so it was a lot of uncertainty if this one was going to get another season simply because there was you know a little bit of a, a mist in between everything like yo we, we don't know what's happening but it's been confirmed that Eden's Zero is indeed getting its second season of the anime and the way the the first season ended to be honest with you it ended on a cliffhanger and it kind of felt like they really wanted to do that second season regardless because yeah it's a Netflix exclusive anime and right now Netflix is building its you know repertoire so to speak in terms of like on the anime side of things and as much as they can get like you know involved in stuff they could keep on building their library so yeah they're probably gonna want more of that Eden Zero especially because it made a a decent amount of noise also I I've heard a lot of good things that the anime covered some really awesome stuff but that the next parts after the anime is where it just keeps getting better and better so i'm expecting that eden zero season two is going to just blow minds based on what everybody keeps on telling me and the fact that i do need to catch up with the manga even though i ain't gonna lie part of me is tempted like I, I could stay anime only and really enjoy the experience like I have been, but uh, I don't know. Either way, Eden Zero Season 2 anime confirmed, so if you was a little bit skeptical, you was like, mm, questioning, no, it's definitely happening. I mean, Hiromashima was gonna make sure it happens. Like, Hiromashima, the things he's done in the past, that was definitely like, yo, he, he wants his anime to continue. Like, I remember with Fairy Tail, uh, one of the times, because Fairy Tale went off air a couple different times, but one of the times that it went off air, I remember it was like back-to-back. Every other week, he was dropping two chapters of fairy tale which was probably to say hey yo there's plenty of content you can restart the anime I know you all caught up with the manga and stuff but look and that's something that you can do nothing but salute Hiro Mashima, and he's probably giving it his all with Eden Zero right now and I'm guessing that if Eden Zero is going to blow up into you know mainstream stardom and success and all that jazz it's probably going to happen if it is going to happen with season 2 and beyond based on again what everybody keeps telling me of how dark and crazy and the insanity that goes down with Eden Zero that this is not the Hiromashima you know from fairy tales so that's comforting to hear and I I like season one of Eden Zero to be honest with you so if it gets better than that let's go baby season two confirmed Eden Zero I'm hype. Moving forward, Jujutsu Kaisen manga fans. We are, um, unfortunately gonna be a little down bad for a week because according to the unofficial Weekly Shonen Jump Twitter, it says, Jujutsu Kaisen will be on break next week in Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 11. However, the series will resume in issue 12 as scheduled, which is and par for the course of what they constantly have been doing now thankfully even though it's a newer thing it's still nevertheless happening because yo first of all gege has been dropping some really awesome and solid stuff some people would argue jujutsu kaisen's the best thing in weekly shonen jump in general but nevertheless it's been some awesome chapters i've been having a blast with it and yeah Get some rest. That's what I always say. Whether it be Horikoshi. Whether it be Tabata. Of course Oda. All of these mangaka. Get your rest. I am never upset. In fact I almost feel like to a certain degree. If you're getting mad at your mangaka. Taking like a week off here and there. That kind of feels for me personally. I would feel shall I say selfish like yo dog they 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 need this right now like there's a little bit of a difference like and i could totally sympathize and empathize and sometimes i fall down that rabbit hole as well when it comes to the yoshihiro tagashi hunter hunter situation like dog literally right here next to me there's like 30 volumes of hunter hunter is it 30 or more i've currently got 33 volumes of hunter hunter i'm probably behind by like i don't know five volumes or something like that but i've got 33 volumes of hunter hunter next to me it sucks that more than likely because of yoshihiro tagashi's constant hiatuses in fact he's on his longest one yet what is it two three years or some shit like that that'll probably end up being an incomplete series and yeah it won't have a conclusive ending which really sucks i really hope that that's not the case but at this point it's damn near all hope is lost you know what i'm saying so again i can't get mad at an author taking a week or two off when tagashi's taking three years and not saying a peep he's like yo dog y'all have fun jujutsu kaisen manga taking a week off starting next week nah not a big deal get some rest gege moving forward we got plenty three terrible announcements that I was just kind of like, yo, dog, it's starting to look almost like a freaking press release, a a, a promo rollout or some shit like that for an album or something because every single week, if you've been following Faneva News, at the very least, one or two episodes a week of Faneva News for the last couple months, I have been telling you guys, hey, so this actor just announced that they got the you know covet this actor saying hey i got covet so it's been damn near every freaking week i have at least in one episode mentioned oh another voice actor came out and said that they have it well now we got three main huge voice actors like i'm not talking about somebody that you know they voiced something back in the night like these are three very prominent voice actors that we're going to go through that all have announced that they have COVID let's read for starters we got voice actor Junya Enoki who has tested positive talent agency Automatic Monkey announced on Tuesday that voice actor Junya Enoki has tested positive according to the agency Enoki began feeling discomfort in his throat on Monday morning and also had a fever he took a PCR test on Monday and the result came back positive on the same day the company added that Enoki is focusing on recovering under the guidance of healthcare professionals Anoki stated on his Twitter account that he will take a break from work activities while he recovers and the the reason why I'm you know putting this out there because obviously there's plenty of people that are being contracted with it, but uh he voices in such roles as yuji itadori and jujutsu kaisen so essentially yuji's voice actor has been diagnosed with COVID. and i mean he's done a few other roles he was uh he was in jojo's bizarre adventure he was in komi can't communicate he he was in a few other ones but you're definitely gonna know him from uh, jujutsu kaisen as yuji so that's one that's already one and we're talking about just in this week alone not to mention all the other weeks that i've been telling you guys but we got him then we got demon slayer a big voice actor from demon slayer the guy that plays Zenitsu. It says here Demon Slayer Zenitsu VA Hiroshimono tests positive for COVID for a second time because I do remember saying if I'm not mistaken I believe I reported the first time he quoted. now he quoted again the agency for voice actor Hiro Shimono I'm Enterprise revealed today that Shimono has once again tested positive after contracting the disease back in July 2021 the agency noted that Shimono was already under self-quarantine after being deemed a close contact for a few days and underwent a PCR test due to this which resulted in a positive result Shimono is reportedly feeling fine and is currently receiving treatment under instruction from a local health center i'm enterprise again for the situation vowed again to make every effort to prevent spread of the disease placing highest priority on the safety of our actors employees and everyone involved shimono is best known for voicing zenitsu and demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba as well as kani in attack on titan and dobby and my hero academia holy shit i didn't know this man was doing all of that let alone the fact that like yo dog you're goaded if you're doing zenitsu and then you're going all the way to the other side of the spectrum as voicing Dobby, like I had no idea. Shout outs to this dude. Hope he gets better, but he's saying that he's not feeling any symptoms, so that's a good sign. Um, but yeah, so Yuji Zenitsu, and the last one on the list we got Fairy Tales Natsu VA Tetsuya Kakihara has contracted COVID. The Twitter account for Tetsuya Kakihara's voice acting agency Zincro announced today that the voice actor had tested positive. Kakihara is best known for voicing the lead character Natsu Dragneel in the Fairy tale franchise as. As well as keith clays in my next life as a villainous all routes lead to doom and jen kisaragi in the blaze blue video game synchro reported that kakihara had a low grade fever on january 29th and was administered a pcr test which returned a positive result kakihara is currently under medical observation and treatment and will continue to do so for a certain amount of time and yeah so natsu yuji and zenitsu's voice actors oh and Dobby, i guess you know and Connie from attack on titan yeah all three of them i'm wishing them a speedy recovery hopefully it's nothing too major the symptoms and all that jazz well a few of them they're they're feeling all right so that's a good sign but yeah, man, this is this is crazy. I'm I'm reporting this at, at you know as it happens each and every week. We're getting multiple voice actors coming out with this. I don't know. It feels sometimes like yo, dog. What is going on here is really wild and strange. Especially like the big press release about it. Like I don't know. Maybe I guess it's just a warning for people to stay safe. But yeah, it's kind of bonkers. But yeah, people, big voice actors, three of them um, contracted with COVID. Okay, people. Next up, things aren't looking the greatest when it comes to the new series by the creator of Tokyo Ghoul slash Tokyo Ghoul Re uh, his new series Chojin X it looks like at the very least in the physical publication they're essentially axing it from being physical and it's going back to just being a digital thing let's read it says Chojin X by Tokyo Ghoul creator Shida will stop serialization in weekly Young Jump the series will continue in Tonari no Young Jump's web service please note that the series always was a Tonari no Young Jump original from the start and only started additional publications in the magazine afterwards now I keep it a buck with you a uh, part of me feels like there's a lot of different variables in there for starters like one of the things is probably Sui Ishida is not going to bend to their whim of like yo dog that's great that you're doing a weekly magazine I'm not going to be able to hand these chapters in weekly. In fact, I might take long hiatuses in between. Because notice, as soon as they announced that they were putting some of these chapters in Weekly Young Jump, all of a sudden, we've had a little bit of a break in between then and now of getting Chojin X chapters. In fact, since I've made my Chojin X video, we haven't got another Chojin X chapter since then. So, it's kind of crazy to me. And the fact that they're doing that also, I just personally feel and if i'm wrong i'm wrong but i feel like because of the irregular release schedule and in general the fact that it's not bubbling up like you would have expected for a Sui Ishida title even though the sales at first they looked a little rocky but the sales aren't bad at all like it actually was doing pretty well i just feel like shueisha doesn't believe in this one i feel like shueisha isn't on board with the promo i feel like shueisha doesn't want to give it the okay because Sui Ishida is not and what i mean by okay is like you know giving it the extra push and the muscle and all that jazz because Sui shida doesn't seem to be on board with yeah i'm not dropping chapters weekly like he did that we all know in case you don't that he got really depressed towards the end of tokyo ghoul which i can only imagine though you just got to think about it for a second how long he was writing tokyo ghoul and tokyo ghoul is a very extremely depressing story at times so this man for years upon years is day in and day out writing this really sad story especially he has to hand in these chapters on a weekly basis dude was probably miserable that's probably why he's like (laughs) <laughs> that that's all fine and dandy we're just doing the web tonati no jump okay like that's where we're sticking so that's probably why shueisha's like oh word okay well we're, we're not gonna do this we're just gonna uh, remove it from weekly young jump and you can do that web thing and yeah i don't know the future of chojin x is going to be interesting to see is it going to make it for the long haul and eventually get an anime adaptation is it gonna get canceled like what the fate is for it is up in the air right now now i'm not saying that it's going to get canceled before people say for world's trying to say it's getting canceled but it's not a good sign at all for them to pull it from their main seinen publication magazine weekly young jump that's a great way to market something if it's not going to be in there it could also be because they're caught up already with releasing the chapters or it could just be that shueisha's like if you ain't gonna play ball we ain't gonna push the ball and it's that simple which it really would suck because I ain't gonna lie I'm enjoying Chojin X it's not my favorite per se and I'm not nowhere near gung-ho for it as I was Tokyo Ghoul but it's still pretty dope so I guess time will tell what happens with this one but don't be surprised and I'm just gonna say this don't be surprised if a year from now we hear oh Chojin X is getting wrapped up and there's no anime adaptation or anything because this feels like steps backwards from pushing the whole Chojin X manga in general again I don't know time will tell and like I said it also could just be that they Caught up, and again, Suishita is not trying to bust out a chapter a week. That's just not on his agenda. Okay, people, next up. I thought that this was huge, and I was kind of shocked to see it because, like, yo, damn, it still boggles my mind sometimes that. Anime has really hit the mainstream. So much so that Forbes magazine, Forbes itself actually covered some of the recent stuff on Attack on Titan. I seen on Twitter they put Eren Yeager plays his trap card on Attack on Titan and they went into an in-depth coverage of some of the latest stuff on Attack on Titan like hey Eren Yeager plays his trap card on Attack on Titan last night on Attack on Titan things got even crazier than usual and I don't want to really go into spoilers but essentially they broke down a lot of what's been going on in the anime recently and it just boggles my mind a lot of people were hitting me like yo dog can you believe this right now attack on titan being covered by forbes that is huge that is absolutely huge for again this medium and i'm just always fascinated like how far is it really gonna go right because we've come a long way from the days of cats laughing at you in 2010 for talking about that rubbery pirate named luffy like yo you into those cartoon hair? we're a long way from there but i still feel like there's so much more potential where it could go like we just started cracking the surface i would still say that anime and manga still isn't nowhere close to the level of like video games like video games is still way out there i'd say that anime manga is a lot more sociably acceptable like you would find a whole group of like 10 people rocking out talking about anime and manga and stuff like that but it's still not on the same level as video games now with the purchases and acquisitions that we've been seeing from sony and all of these companies they're gonna keep on pushing it to the mainstream so it's gonna be interesting 10 years from now even seeing okay has it progressed further? Has it regressed? Is there a collapse? Because, yeah, it's big business now. Like, when Sony pays hundreds of millions for something, big business is ensuing. But, yeah, people attack on Titan being covered by Forbes, an in-depth episode breakdown as well. It's kind of crazy. Something that I was doing in my room back in 2012, and people were like, oh, he's on the Internet breaking down anime episodes. Now Forbes is doing it. Hmm. Kind of makes you really question when people back in the day used to say, like, get a real job. But now Forbes is doing something that I've been jobbing (laughs) for like a decade, but all right attack on titan covered by forbes okay people and last story of the episode this was pretty huge too because this is a classic series i've seen the anime before it's like a six episode ova if i'm not mistaken they're making a brand new anime for this one and i believe it's going to be a netflix exclusive we're gonna get all the details in a second but bastard bastard if i'm not mistaken is again a little bit of an older series from weekly shonen jump uh and it had an anime back in the day like i said i got a copy of it but it never really blew up blew up up per se in the west i guess you would say and i want to say also the manga is on that tagashi 10 million year hiatus type of stuff although i'm not sure about his health issues so i don't really want to go in on him but nevertheless yeah bastard let's read bastard heavy metal dark fantasy key visual for the series new anime project cast includes kisho taniyama tomori kusunoki hiroki Yatsumoto and yoko hikasa and i ain't gonna lie that visual dog dark snyder baby says bastard manga gets new netflix anime one of brothers japan announced on thursday that kazushi Hagiwara's bastard fantasy action manga is getting a new anime that will debut worldwide on netflix in 2022 the company revealed the anime's cast staff and visual and we got a couple of like visuals of the characters again this is kisho taniyama as dark schneider which he still has that classic i guess 90s 80s look that he had from the old anime and then we got also tia Yoko, uh played by tomori kusunoki and then we got Hiroki Yasumoto as Gara, which why does Gara straight up look like Guts from Berserk and why is his name Gara? But all right, Takaharu Ozaki from Goblin Slayer is directing the anime at Liden Films. Yosuke Kuroda, who did My Hero Academia Mobile Suit Gundam 00, is in charge of series composition. The anime will get a special program online on YouTube and Billy Billy on February 10th at 8 p.m. JST featuring the cast and director. So the series was serialized in 1988. in Weekly Shonen Jump and the series has since had irregular serialization in the magazine and later in Ultra Jump starting in 2001. Shoeisha published the manga's 27th compiled book volume in March 2012. Biz Media had released the manga in English but stopped publishing the series with the 19th volume. So yeah, people, something to get excited about. Bastard is one hell of a trippy ride and Dark Snyder is he's a pretty awesome character. Although with Netflix getting it, I'm just curious to see what they're gonna do with it because, yo, it's crazy Netflix just jumping in out of nowhere. Like, hey, we got a Bastard anime. Like, Okay. okay, people, next up is indeed One Piece related in particular regarding Eiichiro Oda and the new One Piece film that is supposed to be hitting theaters here soon. I want to say they said, well, it was this summer, if I'm not mistaken. Like, it, it's supposed to be a big deal. One Piece film, read. they t- hinted about Shanks being a very pivotal factor of this whole thing. Like, this is a pretty big deal. And uh, recently, a couple of pieces of insight into the film, including Eiichiro Oda's role, as well as certain requests that he has made for this film have come out so let's take a look and read for starters a very big one said here by sandman underscore ap over on twitter strong world is known as the film that oda got involved the most so far According to today's interview of Mr. Shimizu from Toei, Oda's involvement in the story of film Red is confirmed to be even more so than his involvement in Strong World. So, if you go all the way back to Strong World with Shiki, I'll never forget that was the One Piece film that really put One Piece films on the map. Everybody was talking about it. I imported it on Blu-ray from Japan for like $120 for a movie. Like it was bonanzas of One Piece greatness. So that right there, I'll never forget. One of the big marketing strategies behind that was the original creator Eiichiro Oda is heavily involved and at that time it wasn't really common for the creators of the manga to be involved in the production of a film usually there was just one off and half the time they couldn't even fit in continuity in the story or anything like that so it was kind of like a, a, a big deal when Oda announced that and then following that a lot of mangaka started following suit we had Masashi Kishimoto start being involved in the Naruto movies towards the end I believe the last Bleach film Kubo was said to have been involved in as well the production of that one so it became like a staple, thanks to Oda. Now they're saying that he's going to be even more so involved than he was in Strong World with Film Red. That's a very big deal. That's also going to put a lot of pressure because if this One Piece Film Red isn't better than at least the last couple ones, they're going to be like, yo, Oda, you were involved in this one more so than even going back to Strong World. What happened here? Now, there was back and forth people how they felt about Stampede, One Piece Stampede. I really enjoyed Stampede. I loved the fact that it was somebody from Roger's crew and all that jazz, but people felt like the power scaling was off and whatnot. I know i just had a blast with that one i wasn't the biggest fan of film gold i feel like film gold was aight it wasn't like if you go to film z film z that was with z that that was incredible so i'm hoping and i always put that as the bar like strong world second best film z the best film and then i probably put maybe stampede under that and then film gold under stampede and i'm hoping that this one could at the very least if it's going to outdo strong world that's fine but i don't know if it could outdo film z for me but if oda is heavily involved we gotta wait and see but also there's a little bit more insight into something that oda requested for this one piece movie it says here HO oda requested one piece film red to give important role to a female character so essentially oda went woke Let's not get into that, okay? Relax. It was a joke, okay? Toei Animation producer Shinji Shimizu revealed at Toei's 2022 film lineup press conference on Thursday that One Piece manga creator Eiichiro Oda had two very specific requests for the upcoming One Piece film, Red anime film. One, bring in a director who isn't necessarily involved in the TV series, and two, give an important role to a female character. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna throw this in right here. I wouldn't be surprised if Oda is chasing the. A female audience and what i mean by that is maybe he saw like yo dog my hero academia's film had a bigger female audience than ever it was like 70 something percent of the watchers of that movie was females let's give a really badass role to a badass female and see what happens maybe we could you know get one piece a, a little bit of a boost or something like that could just be that hey oda wanted to get a, a female popping off that'd be dope too because at the end of the day Oda's always been very progressive with certain things of what he wanted to do as manga he's told so many different stories of racism all sorts of stuff so that's also a possibility but marketing wise where my brain always goes is like that would be a good idea if more females are into anime manga than ever now try and bring them over to the one piece Shimizu said that they were able to fulfill both requests having interacted with Code Geass director Goro Taniguchi before he reached out to the director and it turned out he was an old friend of Oda's and Shimizu said that although there aren't many occasions when a director from outside toy animation works in the studio he relishes the result I feel like we've got a good chemical change happening he said as for the request to give a female character an important role Shimizu stated that it was difficult to write the script while taking that into account why <laughs> you I'm not even trying but like was to make a really dope female character. How... that That's... I mean... I don't want to say a tall order. Because making a dope character in general is a tall order. But write a female character. Make her really cool. Like just do what you would do for a male character. For a female character. And voila he expressed his gratitude to screenwriters sutomu kuroiwa for putting it all together finally he stated that oda is just if not even more heavily involved in one piece film red than he was in one piece film strong world which he wrote the story for goro Taniguchi, who did code geass a one piece defeat the pirate ganzak special will direct one piece film red sutomu kuroiwa who did one piece film gold one piece heart of gold honestly i liked heart of gold more than film gold if i'm being honest gant zero that was a pretty good one I heard and the live action Black Butler is writing the screenplay and One Piece manga creator Ichiro Oda himself is serving as executive producer the film will open in Japan on August 6 2022 and give it to me I'm ready for it baby I've been hyped for the next One Piece film since I've seen Stampede and yeah Shanks a, a new film like there's a lot for this film and the fact that Oda is saying that he's more involved than ever I'm ready for it baby let's go One Piece greatness onward to the next story shall we which I'm sure everybody watching this right now what I'm about to say is going to be clapping and going crazy if they haven't heard about this one but it's been a bit of a murmuring for a little bit now that Demon Slayer season two's final episode will be about 45 minutes long essentially it'll be like 2 episodes so even though the season is only going to be technically for the Entertainment District arc 11 episodes because the premiere was like 2 episodes in 1 and then this finale is going to be like 2 episodes in 1 technically Demon Slayer has been for the Entertainment District about 14 episodes which isn't bad at all i mean again we can argue all day and debate all day about the necessity or the lack thereof for the and train readaptation. however it ain't really bad when you think about it it's a shorter season definitely than the first season but we got about 14 episodes and a 45 minute finale after all the hoopla hoorah people going crazy saying demon slayer for the win demon slayer the greatest anime of all time after the last couple episodes i'm sure fans right now are salivating at it. we get to end this off on a 45 minute banger Hey, not bad, not bad at all. But yeah, Demon Slayer season two finale will be 45 minutes long. I'm just wondering because yeah, that's great. All of that good stuff. I'm sure it's going to be excellent. I'm sure people are gonna go crazy praise it, all of that good stuff. But I wonder how long until we get season three. Like, is it gonna be a couple of years? What's gonna happen? Are they gonna try and squeeze in another film in between? Are they gonna try and do a film every other couple of years? Because y'all seen what Mugen Train did. You ain't gonna tell me that they're not gonna try and get another film or two out of Demon Slayer after what the first one, Mugen Train, you know, it was smashing records and all that stuff so yeah I'm pretty sure they're gonna try and do a film at some given point will that be the next step after season two that remains to be seen but either way 45 minutes long baby I'm gonna grab my popcorn I'm gonna I'm gonna have a blast with this finale baby everything gotta move over because next Sunday along with Attack on Titan I guess because I can't forget that it's been banging as well Demon Slayer season finale 45 minutes long Let's go. Next up, Boruto, Naruto, Next Generation fans. Now, y'all know the dub has been behind for quite some time. In fact, I want to say that they stopped producing the Boruto dub for a bit. I don't know if it was because they took it off to Nami. The ratings weren't great for it because at the end of the day, y'all know, it's just a fact that Boruto has a bad name out there for people that aren't in the know. I think it's gotten better, especially after 2021 with Naruto and Sasuke versus Jigen. All of the really epic stuff. Boruto 2021 is probably the reason why a a lot of really awesome things are going to happen for Boruto moving forward. What was adapted into the anime for that year, last year, is probably why anything good that comes is going to happen. Because at the end of the day, Boruto, it's just, it's had a bad name for so long since the beginning with the inception of the anime and it having a lot of quote-unquote filler, anime only, anime canon, and then the manga also, like, starting off with a re-adaptation of Boruto Naruto, the movie, it's, it's had a bad rep, but... Thankfully, it's continuing on, and I want to say the dub right now, if I'm not mistaken, they're just at, like, the Hozuki Castle stuff, so this announcement is probably lining up with what they're probably working on right now for the release of the dub episodes, but due to Shinobi Strikers, the Boruto Naruto game coming out with the DLC, this is probably why we're getting this, because we got the announcement of the English dub actor for Kawaki. If they continue coming after me, the bodies are just gonna keep piling up. You've waited a long time. I am the English voice actor of Kawaki and Naruto to Boruto Shinobi Striker and Boruto Naruto Next Generation. So, yeah, they're, they're probably already about to or currently uh, dubbing the episodes for the Kawaki stuff, which is great. And the person that's voicing is Michael Schwalbe, Schwalbe. Forgive me, I'm terrible at right now pronouncing this one, but I wanna say Michael Schwalbe, which, shout outs to you, my guy. You kinda got a little bit of that Kawaki swag right there and uh this is really really dope and yeah it seems as though they're continuing on because again a lot of people were like yo they might be just dropping Boruto in the west altogether," because again there was a long stretch until they came back with some of the DVD and blu-ray releases of like I think it was the Mitsuki episodes if I'm not mistaken that they started coming back with it and then I know for a fact that they had some of the Jiraiya flashback episodes on DVD and blu-ray and then the most recent ones that I remember seeing in stores was the Hozuki Castle but yeah we're probably going to be getting Kawaki in the anime soon in the dub and those are episodes that hands down like if you're gonna buy anything if you ever thought in a million years you might buy some boruto episodes if you're not gonna buy the flashback stuff because that's something personally that i would love to own which i haven't yet because they don't have the blu-rays at walmart total side discussion altogether but um these are the episodes that you would ideally want to buy like the kawaki versus garo episodes the naruto and sasuke versus jigen episodes all of that stretch varian mode everything then those are the episodes that you ideally would want to buy. Like, I- I'll just keep it real. And I'm not a big fan at all of Shinobi Striker, but kudos to this guy landing the role and kudos to the fact that we know for sure that they're going to be continuing on at the very least into the Kawaki episodes. And I think sales are going to pick up dramatically. Like, you telling me there's a Blu-ray on shelves in Best Buy or Walmart, or even you see it on the front page of Amazon with Baryon mode. you telling me that a few people aren't gonna a lot of people are gonna buy that i'm gonna buy that for sure hands down but yeah uh voice actor of kawaki for english dub confirmed which means that we're going to continue on into the dub episodes with kawaki dope stuff okay people so this one right here has a lot of people a lot of people very disappointed and upset i heard it i want to say like maybe a day or so ago now over on the breakfast club it was Charlemagne the guy was talking about it because he was supposed to be like i believe a executive producer he was supposed to be involved in the production of this series uh this return shall i say of the series however it seemingly is being uh canceled before it could even make its return and that is the big return of drumroll please Boondocks, the Boondocks, remember it was announced that the Boondocks was going to have a massive return and all of that jazz. It's been over the last couple of years they've been talking about it. However, according to this article, um I believe it was one of the people involved in the boondocks return has confirmed that uh its return is being canceled. Let's read. Boondocks actor says Sony pulled the plug on upcoming reboot. So Boondocks is one of TV's most beloved series that ended too soon. In 2019, fans were excited to hear that the show was coming back after being announced that Sony Pictures Animation will be bringing the show back recently however cedric yarbro said that the reboot is not happening and god damn i didn't realize it was 20 for some reason i thought it was 2020 that they had announced it was 2019 so three years later after fans are waiting all these years boom it's not happening in an interview with the geek set podcast cedric tells fans sony decided to pull the latest reboot I hate to say this, but the show is right now not coming back, Yarbrough said. I don't know if this is breaking news, but we've been wanting to do the show, and Sony, they decided they're going to pull the plug. So I don't know. Hopefully, maybe one day we'll be able to revisit. If we don't, then that's what that is. But I wish the show was coming back. The reboot, which was supposed to be released this year, was supposed to be a reimagining of the original and would see the return of show creator Aaron McGruder. Aaron McGruder spoke on the show's return a few years ago when it was first announced. There's a unique opportunity to revisit the world of Boondocks and do it over again for today. It's crazy how different the times we live in are now, both politically and culturally. More than a decade past the original series and two decades past the original newspaper comic, there's a lot to say and it should be fun. I'll keep it 100,000. For starters, one of the things why I was a little bit skeptical of the Boondocks returning is we had, I want to say it was two years ago now, the untimely passing of John Witherspoon, a.k.a. Pops. Man, I ain't gonna lie, he was just in so many different things that I loved throughout my life from Fridays to the Waynes brothers to Boondocks. Like he was he was all over the place. So losing pops already made me a little bit like how you gonna do the boondocks without pops, dog? Like how's that even supposed to work? So that was one of the things that I was just kinda like uh, I, I don't know, maybe maybe they could still make it work, maybe they could get somebody else to kind of not necessarily play Pops, but play a Pops-esque type of role, which still would have been a little bit, but uh, whatever, maybe it still could have happened, and then three years later, I think the biggest reason why this got pulled and why it's not happening is possibly budgets and all that jazz, but most importantly... Cancel culture. I am going to stress that I truly believe because the Boondocks touched on so many what now today is deemed as sensitive subject matters, sensitive topics in general. They are not even going to risk it. They're not going to risk that people are going to, you know, tomorrow. Let's just say the Boondocks return, and then people decided, hey, let's pull up a clip from the first season of the old version of Boondocks and say, look, this was so culturally insensitive. How could they let this happen? And then try to get them canceled. you know it'll be a massive PR nightmare they probably don't want to deal with that which I get it in 2022 who the hell wants to deal with the mob I mean right now look at what's going on with Joe Rogan and shit like that like it's an insane thing to even think of being a part of you know what I'm saying so Sony's looking at it like I think we're good. I, I I think we're good on the Boondocks, but it is such a shame, man. The Boondocks was one of those things that, like, it really was a part of the culture, a staple of the culture. It commentated on the culture. It did... I don't know. Boondocks was something very different. It was very special. It had an anime look to it. I want to say it was produced by... Was it? I don't want to say the wrong studio. I, I I feel like it was Studio Piro, but I might be totally off because I remember Cora, uh, Legend of Korra had did Studio Piero did that one. But it, it was done by an anime studio over there in Japan, and it's just it was amazing, man. The boondocks is amazing, and it's a shame that the reboot is not happening. But you know, you don't got John with a spoon, he passed away, and then on top of that, the subject matter, they're gonna be walking on eggshells to make content, to make comedy, and that's no way to go. I mean, look, Dave Chappelle, look what happened recently with him and they yeah they, they're not gonna try and touch that and i kind of don't blame them i ain't gonna lie i don't want to touch some shit that is gonna be like yo dog we might ruin your career because of some like so yeah unfortunately the boondocks is big reboot return not happening and it's a big shame because boondocks was that thing but who knows maybe 10 years from now when the climate is a little bit different and things change hopefully it doesn't get any worse maybe boondocks can come back but as it stands right now Yep, the revival is gone, dead in the water, not happening. Okay, people, next up, Toonami fans, Toonami lovers around the world. We got another big update, as I told you guys a few weeks ago now, maybe a month ago at this particular point, that Toonami, they're fighting for it. They're trying to do the damn thing. They've been making a lot of big acquisitions of licensing shows to play on the lineup, and now they got a really massively big one that has been par for the course for the most part. They've been running this show for quite some time on the lineup. However, they got the latest and final season of it, it says here lineup news. The second part of the final season of Attack on Titan will join Tsunami February twelfth. And now the lineup is looking like twelve a.m. Shenmue, twelve thirty a.m. Attack on Titan, one a.m. Assassination Class from one thirty a.m. Made in Abyss two and One Piece three a.m. Naruto Shippuden and three thirty a.m. Cowboy Bebop. And that looks like such a freaking amazing lineup. Definitely way better lineup than they had like a month or two ago. The lineup they had a month or two ago, I was like, I oh, don't know. Like, no, you got one... Peace, greatness, you got Naruto, you got Attack on Titan, you got something new with, with the Shenmue anime, you're getting a different audience with Made in Abyss, and then you got the classic that there's still many people around the world that will still tune into Tsunami just to catch that last episode broadcast of Bebop, even though they've seen it a hundred billion times, and uh, even Jason DeMarco, despite the fact that he's not really involved in all of this anymore, said, I feel good about this lineup right here, hopefully you Toonami fans do too. Shoutouts to Jason DeMarco, as always, I know I always give dude shoutouts and praise, but He's a very important figure to the history of anime and stuff like that. So, shoutouts to him. And yeah, people, if you are a fan of Attack on Titan, also, if you've been waiting for the dub, wait no longer, February 12th, a few more days from now, you're going to be able to watch the brand new final season of Attack on Titan with the English dub over on Toonami. it's a pretty big deal. It's a colossal deal, huh? That joke is so goddamn old, Fenev. What are you doing? Okay, people, next up, courtesy of Joe's underscore K let's take a look at the top 50 best-selling manga, of the week, we got fifty through forty-one. We got a series called Badon, Volume Five, with thirteen thousand this week. We got Doctor Stone, Volume Twenty-Four, with thirteen thousand seven hundred, bringing its total two hundred and four and twenty-seven days. Not bad. Then moving up a little bit, we got a whole bunch of Jujutsu Kaisen, Volume Three, Volume Five, Volume Four, Volume Six, Volume Two, taking up a ton of spots. Then of course, Mystery Torunokare, Volume Nine, with fifteen thousand Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, we're gonna see a lot of Jujutsu Kaisen for a long time to be honest with you at the very least for the run of Jujutsu Kaisen 0 because Volume 1 is on there with 15,700 bringing us total to 2.774 million then we got places 40 through 31 again more Jujutsu Kaisen let's see is there anything shaking things up besides Jujutsu Kaisen and Mystery to Lunakare which I gotta check it out okay I guess let's jump all the way up to Spot 32 with Kimetsu Gakuen. Remember, that was a comedy uh, gag series of Demon Slayer. It was like Chibi Eyes, kind of like, you know, Rock Lee and his Ninja Pals and whatnot. And 27 days, almost 80,000 because it brought in 17,666 copies this week. Almost 80,000 for a gag series. I think that's probably one of the biggest spin-off gag series manga of all time, and it's because Demon Slayer is so goddamn big. Then we got places 30 through 21. Again, a whole bunch more. Mystery, Tolunokare, Komi Can't Communicate, and 13 days, 79,000 with 18,500 this week alone. Uh, Four Nights of the Apocalypse at 26 with Volume 5. Another 18,000, 72,000. That is not bad at all, man. Four Nights of the Apocalypse is a spin-off sequel to the Seven Deadly Sins. And it's still hanging in there five volumes later. Not bad at all. Shout-outs to uh, Four Nights of the Apocalypse. Again, a whole bunch more Jujutsu Kaisen. I don't want to keep on like, hey, Jujutsu Kaisen's great. Have you heard? Times a thousand. Like, we 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 know. We know. <laughs> and then uh, spots 20 through 11 more jujutsu kaisen 10 11 15 9 mystery tolunokari volume 1 god damn yo we gotta talk about that i gotta get into it uh 13 tokyo Revengers volume 25 with another twenty one thousand, bringing it to nine hundred fifty thousand. a little less than fifty thousand away from a milli let's go and then top 10 baby top We got some. Again, more Jujutsu Kai. God damn, dog. What the hell is Tokyo Aliens? Tokyo Aliens Volume 4, 34,000. Uh, this week, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, yo, that's crazy how just, it's been dominated, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero came out in 2018, and it has got 2.8 million, oh my god, Overlord Volume 16, 40,000 this week, and Jujutsu Kaisen Volume 18 with 59, th- that is a low number to be number one on Oricon, less than 60,000 got you the number one spot in the top 50 best-selling manga that is odd i mean shout outs to jujutsu kaisen but maybe there weren't any really big significant releases or there's another publication shortage but those are really really low numbers to start things off so yeah kind of shocked there yeah people those were the top 50 best selling manga nothing too extravagant just mostly jujutsu kaisen and mystery tolunakari and a couple of interesting ones along the way but yeah that's what it was this week. Okay, people, and last story of the episode. In case you've never heard of this, I want to say it was a video game, *NieR: Automata*. Uh, it will be getting an anime adaptation. That's a big announcement. I want to say it's been leaked actually. And yeah, I know that there was quite a few people that were really into that game. i Had a few buddies that were really into it, and you to always talk to me about it. And it does feel a little bit like I don't want to say late, but that had a lot of hype quite some time ago and i want to say it sold millions of copies so that's one of the reasons why like yo it's a very big ip people will like it but it's kind of like maybe if it's okay if it is a anime to the caliber of something like you know the top tier ones i don't want to keep on referencing studio you and studio Mappa, or you know just like an a1 pictures if it has like that really beautiful quality art and animation and it looks like okay they they needed time to prepare and plan and put this together then that will make a little bit of sense but if it is not a really dope anime and it's just kind of like a hey let's rush this out that would be ridiculous because this title doesn't have the same hype that it had a couple years ago, a few years ago now. So it's interesting enough that they're making an anime from it. And maybe this deal was done back when the hype was going on or whatnot. But yeah, it kind of feels a little bit late. Maybe I'm off on that. Again, I know it has a massive fan base, but I don't know. It just seems odd. Like in 2022, it's getting an announcement for an anime at like that. So it'll be a little more time afterward. Maybe it's having a sequel video game that's going to drop around that time too. Okay, people, next up, some more very, very interesting Bleach related news. Now, again, I've spoken about it a couple. Different times here on Forever News that the creator of Bleach, Taite Kubo, he has his own thing going on right now called Club Outside, where it's a premium membership that you pay, and ultimately you get access to like new drawings that he's doing of Bleach characters, or just in general some Q and As of him answering questions, a whole bunch of really awesome stuff that he's doing. Which I ain't gonna lie, I love to see it. Just gotta throw an extra nod to Kubo going the independent route. Like not many mangaka. Are doing things outside of like okay Weekly Shonen Jump is doing this with me Weekly Shonen Jump is doing that with me or the publisher is doing this like this seems to be that Kubo is taking the the, the industry by the bullhorns and saying oh no I'm gonna do my own thing I'm gonna call a club outside I'm gonna do exclusive art and, and all that good stuff and answer questions and I'm gonna get a feed like I love to see it I've been saying for a while now I don't know why a lot of these legacy acts why these legendary mangaka that are massively popular and had huge hit series once they're done with their series like Kubo, masashi kishimoto shit toriyama could have done it as well even though i'm sure he's paid out the wazoo and the rest of them are as well but open up either your own little indie manga shop where you do like your own new manga whatnot or something really creative like what Kubo is doing with club outside however with this in particular latest update it's something pretty freaking massive that was announced from Kubo regarding the future bleach and some other aside from the thousand year blood war some other their potential adaptations of some Bleach related content that fans would absolutely love to see and I could actually see it happening depending on how massive the Bleach support is when we get the Thousand Year Blood War anime. Let's read because it was a couple of different updates. It said Bleach creator Kubo revealed some exciting new info in a and First off he confirmed the Thousand Year Blood War anime will expand on events like revealing who attacked Rukia in the first Quincy invasion which I ain't gonna lie it's been so freaking long I forgot that that was kind of like an off panel type of thing you didn't see who attacked Actor, so that's kind of dope. I think the Bleach anime has kind of always done certain things like that, or it removed certain, I guess you would say, suspenseful things. I remember with the Fullbring arc in particular, in the manga, they kept a lot of things very mysterious. You didn't know who was the shinigamis that was, you know, following Ichigo for a minute. And in the anime, it was like, oh no, it's pretty safe to say, okay, that's Rukia, yada yada. So I think that's kind of a core staple thing that the anime has always done. It's gone back and it's changed a couple of things, or given a little bit more exposition or more exposition. Explanations In general, it just gave a little bit more substance to maybe things that weren't all the way detailed in because oftentimes Kubo would do a show not tell. I mean, there's plenty of times of him telling as well, but there's a lot of times where it's just like, hey, something crazy happened, let's move on. So things like that is going to be explained. And just in general, that's really, really dope because again, there's also a lot of stuff that like were off screen. And while there's a lot of action in the Thousand Year Blood War, you can add extra pieces of like, okay, well, this fight lasts a really long time we could actually cut in between and explain certain events that were just unexplained and again this will be very very good in particular and I'm not gonna say any spoilers but for the ending of Bleach the, the finale there are certain parts that a lot of fans were like oh god it was rushed this is the opportunity to clear all of that out of people's heads and make it not rushed but we gotta wait and see either way i'm curious as well how the release is going to be of this because if we're adding extra right if we're expanding on events and we're not just taking it at face value this bleach anime it might need to be released in parts like thousand year blood war part one thousand Year blood war part two thousand Year blood war finale maybe 24 episodes apiece give them the highest quality production art and animation and yeah because anything less than 75 episodes, I'm going to keep on saying it could be very rushed because there's like 200 plus chapters. And then on top of that, we're expanding, but we got to wait to see. And then the second thing that was revealed, even bigger in my opinion, is he teased a possible anime adaptation of We Do Not Always Love You, which was a Bleach novel. I remember, I want to say even back in the day, I like reviewed a chapter or two of that novel. It was like the big wedding of certain characters and whatnot. That's going to be interesting to see as well. And I'm wondering, okay, Are they going to try and add that in the end? Or, you know, this could be a very, very big deal for the future of Bleach in terms of we get in the Thousand Year Blood War. It all really depends on, again, if this pops off the way they're hoping for. If this becomes like the biggest thing since sliced bread, if Bleach blows up and everything which all things are indicating that this is going to be massive, then we probably will get the We Do Not Always Love You adaptation. I'm hoping for it, I ain't gonna lie, because from what I remember, it also cleared up certain things from the ending of Bleach, because it takes place after the Thousand Year Blood War. So that's really, really dope. I'm not sure how many episodes would need to be dedicated to that. I don't know if they need to do movies or what's gonna happen, but this is a very good sign. If they're getting talks into that level of talking about like, yo, we're doing the Thousand Blood War, but there's also consideration for your novels and stuff. The Bleach revival is about to be real, and I don't know if this is going to lead into again a Bleach next generation or whatever, but it's looking real promising bleach fans who want the novels to get adapted should support the upcoming thousand year blood war anime as much as possible if the thousand year blood war anime doesn't perform well it will be less likely that we get more content please support the series stream officially buy the dvds etc i ain't gonna lie i'm gonna go on a bleach massive buying spree when things start popping off because yeah it's that time dog it's like you know going through a drought for so many years and then it's finally like Yo, dog. there's so much bleach. Let's freaking do it. So, hopefully we get a whole bunch of merch and stuff. And just in general, I ain't gonna lie. I wouldn't mind. Cause I, Do I have... I want to say I got maybe one of the novels. I'm not sure which one it is. But, yeah, I might go out and pick up um, all of these novels just to support and shit. Because I want them to know... Yeah, bleach fans, we're 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 here for it, baby. We're here for it. But yeah, people, again, there will be expansions to the Thousand Year Blood War anime, and there's a possibility of the We Do Not Always Love You novel getting adapted into an anime, which is very very big. Okay, people. Next up, we got the Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments, courtesy of Joe's underscore care, as well as WSS talk back. From Twitter. Uh let's start off with we got Nakabu Suzuki, author of the Seven Deadly Sins, and now Four Nights of the Apocalypse. I met with the voice actors of the Natsu for the first time in a while due to work. Everyone seems to be doing well. I want so bad to go drinking with everyone. There goes Nakabu Suzuki talking about drinking again. If you've been following for Never News for months now, one of the things that I've noted is that in the author comments, the author of Four Nights of the Apocalypse, Nakabu Suzuki talks about drinking a bit frequently so that's just something to keep in mind sending of course positive vibes and best wishes to him and it could just be in general that he really likes to celebrate or something like that cause you know seeing them for the first time in a while which also makes me think oh he's probably involved in the Netflix CGI fest that they got going on right now and that's probably why he met with the voice actors which also mean that more than likely majority of the sins are going to be involved in the upcoming bridge the gap anime 3D CG shit that they're doing with the 7 Deadly Sins and for nice the apocalypse crossover but yeah, there's that. Then we got George Morikawa, author of Hajime no Ipo. Can't it be spring already? I want to go fishing. Oh my God. That part right there. Yes, George Morikawa, you are so on the money. I swear I want the snow to go so freaking bad. Get it away from me. I hate the gosh darn snow. So George Morikawa hit the nail on the head with that one. Because yeah, can it please be spring already? I'm ready for the warm weather. I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm done with it. Thankfully, we only got like a month or two left. But... Then we got Ken Wakui, author of Tokyo Revengers. There's an exhibition in Ikebukuro. Uh, dope stuff. I mean, (laughs) it's to be expected at this point. Like, Tokyo Revengers is one of the biggest Kodansha titles out. Yeah, you're gonna get exhibitions and all sorts of stuff. Then, Atsushi Okubo, author of Fire Force and Soul Leader. I finally got a PS5, but now I'm assessing which 120 frames per second 4K HD TV I need to get the most out of it. So, yeah, I bought this TV fairly recently. Like, I had the same TV from damn, almost a decade, and I just bought this one, like, a couple months back, so, yeah, I finally upgraded, because I was like, yo, dog, I got a PS5, but I'm rocking out on a 1080p, what am I doing, I gotta at least get up to the 4k, so, that's why I picked up this bad boy right here, and I love that TV, so, yeah, it's time to get upgraded, Atsushi Okubo, uh, Hiromashima, author of Eden Zero, I'm hooked on watching RTA in Japan, I love seeing everyone having a good time, sometimes when I hear mangaka say stuff like that, like Oda and him, it's, it's sad because when you're in the trenches of work and you're obsessed with your work and your workhorse, like myself, when you see people having a good time, it's like that SpongeBob Squidward meme where he's looking through the, the window and he's seeing them having fun and he looks depressed and shit like that. It'd be like that sometimes. Like I'd be entrenched in, I, I got to film, I got to do these thumbnails, I got to come up with titles, I got to hit up this editor, I got to talk to these people about this show I'm trying to do, I got to get back on writing the, the plot for this book I'm working on. I got to, And then you see people like, they're having fun they're having fun (laughs) but you know what we can't get distracted we got to keep on we got goals we got dreams and ain't nobody gonna help us get there except us so yeah negi haruba author of ranger reject 7-eleven's curry bread is delicious shout outs to negi haruba here's one that i think it's kind of funny to note we got blue locks mune yuki kanashiro help do i start the new Yu-Gi-Oh or pokemon first choices choices i ain't gonna lie i've been I want to get the new Pokemon, and then I got the new Yu-Gi-Oh downloaded on my phone, but I haven't even jumped into it yet. It is a choice, and it's a tough one, and I don't game that often, so for me, it's a very hardcore, like, which one is going to get the little 15 minutes of time that I do have for gaming? Who's it going to be? How the this Hiromashima game I, I don't understand it dog and that's that he's doing way more stuff than me how does he find the time to game and to close things out we got Yoshitoki Oima from the author of To Your Eternity the warm trainer I bought is well warm yeah keep warm fam Shout outs to To Your Eternity yeah people those were the weekly shonen magazine author comments I love that we added in the To Your Eternity author like that feels like the last little spice that was needed to get this bowl of chili going especially considering we're about to lose Atsushi Okubo. Uh yeah, adding another author makes it a little bit more spiced up. Okay, people. Next up, this announcement came a few days ago regarding the future of Weekly Shonen Jump. Y'all know that recently it was announced and it's been confirmed as well. It wasn't just like murmurings and whatnot. It's been 100 confirmed that unfortunately Magu Chan, God of Destruction, is going to be ending. I believe it actually already released its final chapter, so it's out of the magazine. However, of course, with cancellations mean that new serializations are on the way, and Shonen Jump has announced. It says here, Weekly Shonen Jump will be starting a total of two new series in issues 11 and 12 and it says here issue number 11 Akane Banashi by Takamasa Mo and Yuki Suenaga and then issue number 12 Child of the Earth by Hideo Shinkai based off the titles of these two Child of the Earth sounds a little bit more enticing because I don't understand what the other one was Uh, but then it also says according to leaks the manga Club, the new serialization which is about Rakugo if I'm not mistaken one of these series is about Rakugo which is like a celebration of, of some sorts, I ain't gonna lie, it's a little bit, it's more ingrained in Japanese culture, so I'm not quite familiar with it, but I know one of them is about Rakugo, essentially. And it will Seem the Manga Club, the new serialization about Rakugo, Takamasa Mo did Galaxy Gangs, Old Golazo, and Tatarashido. So again, some authors that are a little bit familiar to the magazine, but we got two new series, one of them about Rakugo. I'm not sure about the other one. And yeah, if cancellations are on board, the new series are going to start. Um, I don't know. I'll probably check them out if there's anything that's interesting because usually what I like to do, unless it's something out of this world, really, really bad, which Weekly Shonen Jump usually never goes that route. If it's something good, I will talk about it. If it's something I'd, I might talk about it. Um, and if either of these are good, I don't know. The Rakugo one doesn't sound that great, to be honest with you. But, again, I said the same thing about PPPpp It doesn't sound all that enticing. And, look, it's still in Shonen Jump for now at the very least. So, we got to wait and see. But, yeah, two new manga coming to weekly Shonen Jump. Let's see. I mean, ayashimon is right now cooking and it's one of the newbies. And I heard Duran Duran is finally getting back on track. That's good to know because I was rooting for that one as well. And it got a little bit wonky. Like, where are we going with this? But I'm hearing good things. So I might catch back up on Duran Duran. Next up, something major. Now we just actually recently talked about in this episode, Yu-Gi-Oh! Well, according to this, and I think I want to give a little bit of credit due to the new Yu-Gi-Oh! mobile app game that came out. According to this, it says, Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG finally surpasses Magic the Gathering search term popularity in the U.S. With the launch of the free-to-play Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel game on January 19th, the popularity of the trading card game has soared around the world. In the United States, the game has finally surpassed Magic the Gathering as the most searched game according to Google Trends and they showed a Graph courtesy of Miles. Shout out to Miles. Uh, he used to be part of roll Now I, I forget what what company he's with, but he's still doing his thing in the anime and manga realm. Shout outs to that guy. Uh, it says worldwide Yu-Gi-Oh is the clear winner, experiencing a massive spike in searches during the week of Master Duels release. The game is currently available on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series S and X, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and Steam. And it says the iOS and Android versions will launch at a later date. I believe I got it on my phone if I'm not mistaken I want to say that that's Master Duel unless I'm off on that but yeah uh, everybody keeps talking about it to be honest with you I'm kind of shocked because I was like I didn't expect anything to top the level of people loving like Duel Links like Duel Links was massive Yu-Gi-Oh Duel Links Master Duel I'm not gonna lie but Master Duel seems to be uh blowing up so to speak and yeah, I ain't gonna lie. My thing is, I stay away from Yu Gi Oh! This is a personal thing, right? I stay away from Yu Gi Oh! as much as I possibly can because when I was younger, I was a full blown Yu Gi Oh! addict, okay? I traveled all over New York City. I went to Madison Square Garden. I was all over. I was in Flatbush. I was going everywhere to duel in the dead center of the hood, like, yo, dog this is i played jinzo was good you know what i'm saying like yo I, I was really massively addicted to Yu-Gi-Oh so i know it could get bad so i kind of stay away but i do have the game on my phone i believe if that's actually the legit one um i might fire it up i don't know a lot of the homies over on twitter too or me yo for that we, we playing Yu-Gi-Oh you want to play we got master duel so i might take them up on the offer but If you see the the videos going out of whack a little bit, it might be because of Yu-Gi-Oh. Nah, I would never let it get to that point at this point in my life. But yeah, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh Master Duel helps Yu-Gi-Oh to surpass the search term popularity of Magic the Gathering, which it always blows my mind. Like, magic is still a thing? Like, I remember there was a big problem between Yu-Gi-Oh and Magic the Gathering back when Yu-Gi-Oh was calling the spell cards magic cards. I used to be like, yo, my magic card. Then when people started saying, no, it's spell card, I was like... Oh, so we got Mandela affected, huh? (laughs) Moving forward, massively awesome update for Attack on Titan. According to this, it says Attack on Titan, the final season part two opening theme reaches number one on US Billboard's hard rock chart. The opening theme of the Attack on Titan, the final season part two anime, has reached the US Billboard charts after its release on January 22nd. The TV sized version of Sims the Rumbling debuted on the hard rock chart at number three on Saturday and it reached number one where it currently stands according to pony canyon the song received over 10 million playbacks within the first week of its release on music streaming platforms and the opening animation video embedded below has received over 30 million views on pony canyon's youtube channel thus far that is so freaking dope i'm gonna lie it kind of just validated my love and appreciation and adoration of that goddamn song the rumble because it's so freaking good if i lose it all slip and fall oh my god man and- it's just been, I ain't gonna lie, these Sundays have been freaking magical. And I know I'm going off topic. It's like, hey, number one, number one on the hard rock. Let's go. But Sundays, Demon Slayer, Attack on Titan. And if you ain't watched One Piece the night before, oh my God. And if you into Boruto, even though Boruto's arc right now is in... Still, either way, anime fans is eating very, very well. And it's going to be so freaking sad when Demon Slayer, Attack on Titan leave. <laughs> Especially considering this is the final, final, final of attack on titan unless we get like a spin-off anime which is very much so gonna happen i almost guarantee but yeah, Attack on Titan, number one with Rumbling. Love to see it, baby. Let's go. Metal all day. Next up, small update, but I did want to mention it, and it's been kind of well overdue for me to mention this, to be honest with you. Four Nights of the Apocalypse has reached 1 million copies in circulation for volley 1 through 5. In case you don't know, Four Nights of the Apocalypse, you're probably under a rock. It is the spinoff sequel series to the Seven Deadly Sins, and it actually sells pretty freaking well. Like, it's a million copies in circulation for 1 through 5, and the latest volume volume 5 right now in a few weeks already has like almost 100k sales that's not the most common when it comes to sequel spin-offs usually by volume 5 they're like you know, struggling, 30,000 or something. So big kudos and congrats to the Seven Deadly Sins the spin-off the Four Nights of the Apocalypse. And damn, I really need to get back into it. I read the first chapter, really enjoyed the first chapter, and I've kind of just been in suspended animation. And the <laughs> 3D CG anime that they're working on with Netflix doesn't sound enticing at all to make me say, oh, yeah, I need to start to... Mm, I'll eventually get to the manga, but one million copies in circulation, volume one through five yeah okay people next up something really really awesome that shueisha is doing for fans i think it'll also help to make lifelong manga fans to be honest with you because they're doing a big free read campaign they initially had released a press release and then they kind of deleted it but i think it's still legit according to and at the time i took the screenshot it was deleted but uh crunchyroll's article about manga plus the platform manga plus would be planning to release a first read free campaign as its third anniversary project, and I believe they did. It says here, manga plus by shueisha begins first read free campaign for third anniversary shueisha's manga plus will begin a first read free campaign a third anniversary celebration that will allow fans to read a huge number of their favorite shonen hits for free in full for the first time all the english chapters are now available to read for free once on both the ios and android apps starting january 31st so we're a little over a week into this and the campaign doesn't extend to the website so you can only read it on the app and i ain't gonna lie massive titles one piece my hero jujutsu kai and Black Clover, Dr. Stone, Mission Yozakura, like the list goes on and on, Boruto, Dragon Ball Super, pretty much majority of the titles you can name all the way down to Choji and X and Ron Komonohashi, yeah, and Blue X's and Heart Gear will be eligible upon returning from hiatus as well, and they got this really, really awesome promotional poster, they got Yuji from Jujutsu Kaisen, Deku from My Hero, Spy Family, One Piece Luffy, Kaiju number 8, like really, really awesome promo, and yeah, this is really, really dope, you can download the app on iOS and android or visit their site for any updates and it doesn't say until when does this extend but either way i think that this is a very good and smart move to get more people into manga okay people next up this announcement came a few days ago regarding netflix's live action one piece series is officially in production back in november netflix revealed the main cast members for the live action one piece series which stars inaki Godoy as monkey d luffy makenyu as roanora zoro emily rudd as nami jacob romero gibson as U- Usopp and Taz Skyler as Sanji while the road ahead will likely be a long one the Netflix geeked account came through to confirm that the series is now officially in production and a few cast members were featured in the posters as photos looks like Nami in the first and Usopp Luffy and Sanji in the second but don't engrave that in stone or anything and of course when the cast was originally announced One Piece series creator Eiichiro Oda shared the following message which was basically just him approving giving a stamp of approval for the live action which i guess is a good sign even though creators have done that in the past and i'll be honest with you um there's going to be skepticism all the way through even upon release because you already know what happened uh, with the cowboy bebop live action despite the fact that i've said it before i was an outlier when it came to the cowboy bebop live action i actually enjoyed it yeah that the, i don't know I, i've lost faith in terms of just even fans themselves kind of rocking with or, or showing support Uh, for a live action at all because like the netflix cowboy bebop one got crucified and canceled and one piece fans are way more larger in number and way more critical i mean they're critical of the source material every freaking week so i don't know how this is going to work but i guess we gotta wait and see either way they are officially in production and we're in the beginning of 2022 so we might see something i'm Guessing early 2023, uh, either way, uh, One Piece live action in production. <laughs> Let's buckle our seatbelts, huh? Okay, people, and last story of the episode, we got the top 10 best selling manga series of the week. Uh, at number 10, haiku with 45,000, number nine, My Hero Academia, 45,000. Wow, it's like 45,000 people just ran out and bought haiku My Hero, Blue Lock, and Attack on Titan. Okay, then, uh, then number six. Tokyo Aliens. Okay, something a little bit different with 50,000. Then number five, my dress up darling with 80,000. 829. I keep hearing about that one, but it doesn't look like it would be up my alley. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Uh, number 4, Kimetsu no Yaiba Demon Slayer, 117,000 of course, which is crazy. How many more people can buy those things? Number 3, Tokyo Avengers, 151,000. We're starting to see the decline in Tokyo Avengers. It's not all over the charts anymore. The top 50 best selling, anything like that. Like now, Tokyo Avengers is, which it's still, it's doing great. It's competing with, you know, Demon Slayer and stuff like that. So, kudos to uh, Tokyo Avengers. Then, number 2, this series, when we talk about the top 50 best selling manga is all over littered i don't know what is in there is there fucking golden bars if you read the manga whatnot but uh mystery tolunakari with 182,000 at number two and then number one my 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 lads it's jujutsu kaisen with 380,000 of course that movie is pushing the living crap out of it but yeah that's the top 10 best selling manga by series of the week and mystery tolunakari is a mystery as to why it's so hype I need to get into it okay people next up it brings me back I'm not gonna lie brings me back uh to a story I heard that was somewhat similar maybe a little bit more extreme than this one um from a voice actor from Dragon Ball Z uh because well this one in particular this story is regarding the voice actor of Eren Yeager from Attack on Titan and something recently that happened to him uh while recording the latest episode of Attack on Titan where apparently uh dude lost it Attack on Titan broadcast from 24:05 today which was um, he's saying you know at 12 o'clock on that day i couldn't imagine how to do it when i didn't know what to do it was an unimaginable time of what happened it was also the time when i played aaron and i was almost dead in my voice i'm scared because i can't imagine it but please and essentially because that was like a terrible translation the voice actor of aaron jagger lost his voice and he was in a bit of pain doing the performance for one of the latest episodes of attack on titan and i am going it's it's kind of crazy. It brings me back to... I remember it was the voice actor for Goku, Sean Schimmel, the English dub. I want to say it was either for Super Saiyan 3 or Super Saiyan 4 that he had passed out in the booth from doing the voice from screaming so much that he just like passed out or whatnot so that's kind of what that reminds me of and also I love to hear the passion I love to hear like don't get me wrong I'm not like excited and it's not cool like hey he hurt himself and he and he's losing his voice because of doing the voice of Aaron Yeager like nothing like that but it is interesting to see and also comforting to know that these people are putting their all given their 110% and usually you could tell when you know in an anime when there's a dramatic scene and you hear the voice actor what type of performance they deliver you'll know like okay they're giving it their All or, oh, that was an alright scene, and yeah, I mean, the voice actor for Aaron Yeager has been nailing the role thus far for you know, four seasons now. And Dog hurt himself and was losing his voice from the latest episode. That's wow, I ain't gonna lie, going out with a strong bang, so to speak, huh? And either way, I just thought it was something interesting to know, and something again to kind of boost the morale of Attack on Titan fans, even though they don't really need it because right now everybody is on a high of like how amazing it is, but I guess more so to boost the morale of like we're hyping all that jazz, but we know. No, it's the final season part two like it's you know after this it's over unless they're gonna announce like they're doing a movie for the last batch of chapters or something like that which is a possibility i'm kind of shocked they never did an attack on titan like full length original film like they did those recap films that was kind of like whatever you you know recapping the anime and i think they added like extended scenes that kind of connected Uh, to the later seasons and stuff like that but yeah we we wasn't really all that enthusiastic about those theatrical films that were just recaps I'm surprised they never really did a full on movie and there's still the possibility this could be the final season part 2 and that's going to be called Attack on Titan the movie the end or something like that because it's about to get real and again I'm just not sure how they're going to adapt the remaining chapters into the last couple of episodes but we'll see either way Aaron Yeager voice actor uh, overdid it and lost it all if he loses it all he lost his voice trying to give a performance yeah okay people next story is very very good to bring up to you guys because i was just in maybe like a previous episode or two speaking about this the fact that the blue exorcist manga has been on a hiatus for quite some time in fact the mangaka of blue exorcist just recently was working on a one-shot i believe of like a horror manga or something so i was kind of like yo dog you've been on a hiatus for a Ill minute you've been helping out with this one doing an adaptation into manga of that one what's going on with blue exorcist and from what fans have been telling Telling me for a long time is that Blue Exorcist is on the verge of ending it's essentially like probably got a little bit left. So it even was more infuriating of like, yo dog, you going on hiatus for like a year when we're in the middle of like, you know, things is about to wrap up. What is going on here? Well, I finally come bearing some good news for Blue Exorcist manga fans. Let's read. Blue Exorcist manga's return from hiatus delayed till May. Oh, hey, it's not the greatest news in the world, huh? Cause yeah, in fact, I want to say the return date was supposed to be initially April, but now it's May. But again, let's continue. The March issue of Shueisha's. Jump Square Magazine revealed on Friday that Kazue Kato's Blue Excess manga will resume in the magazine's June issue, which will ship in early May. The manga been on hiatus since July, 2021, and the latest chapter had announced that the manga would return in the May 2022 issue of Jump Square, which would ship in early April. Kato launched Blue Excess in 2009. And, you know, I, I try not to be too, like, you know, I think, because first of all, I'm not caught up on Blue Exist, but even just like if I was having like some sort of bias of like, God damn it, you know, writing a manga consecutively because to my knowledge Kazue Kato hasn't taken a big hiatus or anything like that since up until this point at the very least so you know you're writing a manga from 2009 all the way to we're in 2022 and you know they took that hiatus back in July of 2021 yeah, you know, you work in twelve years. Is that twelve years? I want to say it's like twelve years. You want a break. You want a break, and you want it bad. And yeah, she didn't even really take a break, which I want to say Kazue Kato is a female. Forgive me if I'm wrong on that, but uh you, you wanted a break, and ultimately, you know, you didn't even really take much of a break because at the end of the day, you were still doing other things. So maybe it was a mental break of having to see these characters over and over again. Like we watch and we read these manga, you know, once a week, but imagine staring at these drawings twenty hours a day. Every day for 12 years, you would go freaking insane. So, yeah, if it helped, hopefully it did. And Blue exes fans can look forward to reading the next chapter of Blue X's in the May or the June issue that releases in May. So essentially, you will get the next chapter of Blue Excess in May, and eh, it's a bit of a sweet feeling because again it's coming back so that it can end. But at least we got some confirmation, right? At least there's finally some confirmation that the Blue Excess manga is in fact returning, it's just a little bit longer, and again, I try not to be upset because yo, the author didn't even realize get to freaking take a break to begin with but at the very least got to get away from looking at blue x's consistently for that time and who knows? maybe along the way kazue kato did a little bit of research as well into like okay you know what what am i gonna do for the finale the grand finale of my manga that i've been working on a decade plus so We gotta wait and see. Either way, Blue X is returning, you will have a chapter in May. Also, big, big news. Now, this was announced a few days ago, so it might have already been released. But according to this, it says, Blue Lad creator Yuki Kodama's The World of Summoning Manga gets global simultaneous launch. Now, in case you don't know and you're unfamiliar, there was a really, really awesome series called Blood Lad. I got into it back when the anime came out. It was freaking hilarious about this otaku vampire with a vampire family, but he really loved anime and manga. He falls in love with this girl. He loves to do the like it's freaking hilarious and amazing and i was really sad when they announced that it ended now i'm not sure if this author had done anything since then which was quite a few years ago at this particular point but they're back. They're back with a new series and it says here the official Twitter account for Kodansha's Besatsu Shonen Magazine announced on Friday that Yuki Kodama's upcoming new manga, The World of Summoning Shokan Sekai, will have a worldwide simultaneous release in English and French. The account showed a banner illustration for the manga's French version and also links to the Twitter accounts of France's Pika Edition and North America's Kodansha Manga. The manga will launch in the March issue of Besatsu Shonen Magazine on February 9th, so it is out as you're watching this you can read it for free um in english the manga's first chapter will have 58 pages including color pages and the series will be featured on the magazine's front cover the battle fantasy takes place in present day tokyo and combines the themes of summoners and an academy the story follows tokoyo a boy who does not know his parents and who admires summoners there is a secret about tokoyo that could be world shaking and again just looking at that cover uh, it looks like a softer version of i forget what the it's a jazz Whatever his name is, the main character. And then the other chick kind of looks like a blonde version of... What was it? Furuma? I I forget these characters' names. It's been so long. But I'm a little bit intrigued. I'm not a big fan of the Academy aspect. Like, that's something as I'm getting older, I'm just like... I'm not all that excited to see characters at a school setting. So, there's that. But the art looks pretty good. And again, the fact that it was on the cover of Shonen Besatsu. That's dope too. Besatsu Shonen Magazine. Again, they're they're throwing everything at the table. Attack on Titan, the manga, has been over for a little bit now. So, they put you know Magi Creator Orient's new work in there. They got the Blood Lad Creators new work, they're throwing that in there. So, they're trying to pad it out to uh, allow this magazine to stand. Will it stand? We'll see. That remains to be seen. But, yeah, Blood Lad Creators new manga, and it's going to be available in English. In fact, right now, you can probably go look it up if I can find it. I'll link it in the description so you can go read it if you're a fan of Blood Lad or Yuki Kodama in general. His new manga available in English now. Okay, people. Next up, we got more insight into the upcoming episodes of the Boruto anime. I want to say it was a few episodes now that we had announced that, hey, these are the episode titles for the upcoming episodes. Now, we actually have full-on synopsis so we can see what's going to be happening. I'll keep it real. I haven't been the most enthusiastic, especially more recently with the Boruto anime. It's starting to go down a route of like, uh, you know, more so on the mist than the hit personally for me. But... Let's see, maybe these next few episodes will shape things up. We got, for starters, and this is all courtesy of Organic Dinosaur over on Twitter. Shoutouts to them. Summary for Boruto Anime Ep 236 Escape, which is broadcasting next week on February 13th. While Boruto and his teammates were on guard around Doto Island, a huge mobile fortress suddenly appeared right in front of their very eyes. Boruto, Kawaki, and Buntan then sneak into the mobile fortress together in order to gather intel based on Kagura's orders. There, the three of them witnessed the sheer inhumanity of tenma tenma is the second adopted son of aromi who is the head of the funato clan meanwhile denki and the others from team five have managed to join up with sarada and mitsuki by cooperating with team five they then began an operation to extract everyone from the island so yeah they're they're on their you know i don't want to say their, their anime only their anime canon journey is continuing on and i guess i gotta just keep on stressing and i know boroto fans don't really like to hear this but I think that the best thing that this is doing is just giving even more so validity to Kawaki as a character. Kawaki in this verse. Like, yeah, in the manga, which they did do a decent job of having him around the village and doing things in the village. But the anime is more so stapling. And now that I think about it, it actually is adding a lot of credibility to Kawaki when he says those words eventually that... The era of Shinobi is over. Well, he was a full-blown Shinobi. If you watch these anime canon episodes, he's going on missions, he's going on quests, so he has more of a stake in talking about the Shinobi world than somebody that was just around Shinobi. No, he's actually a Shinobi, so we got to keep that in mind. Then we got episode 237, the Mobile Fortress, broadcasting on February 20th. A powerful weapon has been installed on the Mobile Fortress. It creates a hazard to not only everyone on the island, but also to Sarada and her comrades from Konohagakure. Their team is trying to hasten the evacuation in order to get everyone out of harm's way meanwhile kagura hebichigo and fuefuki koho act as reinforcements and arrive at boruto kawaki and butan's location in order for boruto and his comrades to be able to protect everyone they have to destroy the weapon somehow however tenma is now standing in their way a battle then breaks out between them during this time frame the weapon is still getting prepared for activation and use In the end will Boroto and his comrades be able to protect everyone from the impending threat the mobile fortress Again, sounds action packed, and like if you're really entrenched in what's going on with this arc, that might be something up your alley. And then, uh, episode 238 The Ship of the Bloodthirsty Killer. A murder case suddenly springs up on the ship that was slated to transport the people who were extricated from Dodo Island to a safe place. Based on the condition of the corpse, there was some suspicion that Kyoho was the culprit. However, he truly denied any knowledge or involvement in it. Nevertheless, there wasn't any conclusive evidence that he wasn't the murderer either. But at any rate, Kagura wants to trust Kyoho. He then assigns Boruto and Yuino Iwabe to monitor their suspect, Kyoho. Meanwhile, the other members of the team get split into different groups. They will be searching for clues that could potentially indicate that there is another culprit among them just then Kawaki notices something that he's an anime only canon episode (laughs) he's like yo dog is there something about karma and Boruto just grabs him we're not at the canon yet okay we're we're, we're at the anime canon not the manga canon just relax and go back to the mission and Kawaki just puts his head down and walks away (laughs) oh god relax it's a goddamn joke stop and last but not least, we just got a title for episode 239. It says, Boruto Anime up 239 is titled, The Boy from the Shipbuilding Island, which will be airing on March 6th. No synopsis was actually submitted to the publisher, so we'll have to see if it'll get a print run in the other two magazines. So yeah, it seems as though, you know, what can we expect is more of this anime canon uh, arc of them on this mission and whatnot. To be honest with you, I need to get back up on the Boruto Anime. Like I started watching this arc and I still be watching it up from time to time, but I'm a little bit behind now. So, it sounds, it sounds like something's happening. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, people, those were the synopsis for the upcoming episodes of the Boruto anime. Doesn't sound the most enticing for somebody like me that knows like the manga right now is on fire, and that's also something that is definitely very apparent that with the Boruto series as a whole, one year the manga will be fire, 2020, and then 2021 the manga was on a build-up stage. It was. Eh, It was right, nothing extravagant until the very last month or so of 2021. The anime, it was on like filler island all through 2019 and it still dabbled with filler during 2020, 2021 it was arguably one of the best anime of that year especially for people that are really big fans of the boruto series and whatnot so it looks like that's the case with the boruto anime since 2021 was such a high we caught up with the manga now we're going into build-up setups and all that jazz and the manga is right now on a thousand you should be reading okay people next up an update for kuroko no basket now It's been for the most part, I don't want to say radio silent, but there hasn't been any real big developments for Kuroko no Basket. In fact, considering the author is trying for a new series, I want to say the last time he put out a one shot, he had a comment and said, I'm trying to get serialized next time. So I think in terms of the original author, he's probably moved past the thought of doing anything further at the very least for the time being with Kuroko no Basket. Like he made a lot of money i'm sure it was very successful and ultimately now he's trying to get another serialization going uh but we got an announcement and i ain't gonna lie it isn't the greatest thing in the world but it's something uh for kuriko no basket it says here kuriko's basketball anime gets new anime music video for 10th anniversary and off the rip i'm just kind of like a music video for the 10th anniversary celebration like maybe there's more to it maybe they got an anime project coming and this music video is to kind of promote it or something but that just sounds really bizarre like yo dog, no, we're gonna do an AMV for the 10th anniversary like I like an AMV like the next man but really? I don't know. The official website for the anime adaptation of Tadatoshi Fujimaki's Kurokono Basket manga announced on Monday that the franchise will launch a 10th anniversary celebration that will run from April 2022 to March 2023. Okay, so there might be definitely more besides this music video. The celebration will include a new song by Grand Rodeo and Kensho Ono with an accompanying music video featuring new anime footage. Production IG will once again produce the new anime music video. The project will involve a new key art exhibition for the anime and Tokyo in April and in Osaka in June. There will also be a 10th anniversary party display in July in Tokyo and in September in Osaka. A new official store for the franchise will open for one year at the Ikebukuro Parko department store beginning in April. The Namja Town amusement park in Tokyo will host events throughout the year and Namco will offer various Kurakos basketball prizes at its amusement venues such as arcades nationwide. So as it stands right now, the, one of the big announcements is of course, yo, we're doing the music video, But considering that the celebration is going to last a year and they're doing an event over there. I don't know if this is the full extent of it, but another movie will be I another movie be dope or an OVA or something there. I don't know. Like, again, the author isn't really with his heart into that right now. He's trying to do other things, but it'll be nice to get some more Kuroko and a music video for the 10th anniversary. Hmm. Side, I guess. Nothing extravagant, but for Kuroko's 10th anniversary, I, I'd expect a little bit more. We'll see though. Okay, people, next up we got the weekly Shonen Jump author comments. Let's take a look. Courtesy of Jose underscore K over on Twitter. uh For starters, we got Hiro Oda, creator of One Piece. I'm a bit late, but I saw Earwig and the Witch. Isn't Aya cute? What a great anime. I don't think I've seen that one, so yeah. Then we got Gaga Akutami, author of Jujutsu Kaisen. I recommended an artist without checking the news first. Sorry. Now, I want to say that there was something that an artist actually did something really bad and that's what i think that gege is referring to because i want to say it was either the last comments or before that that gege had said something about an artist and then i think some really disgusting news came out about that artist that i don't really want to dive into but yeah i think that's what gege is referring to and essentially gege is trying not to get canceled out in these streets right now like yo dog i know nothing please leave me alone i write jujutsu kaisen yeah, akutami trying to avoid cancel culture <laughs> okay uh then we got gen osuka author of Doran Dororan my mom sent me candied sweet potatoes again they are covered in chocolate and delicious dope stuff there Richiro Inagaki author of Dr. Stone I wanted to go to the moon for research purposes but unfortunately I was too busy alrighty then (laughs) Yuki Tabata author of Black Clover I sometimes accidentally call my wife fried rice it's not what you think her name is very similar oh shit yo classic yo Tabata can write a little short story of all the funny stuff with him and his family shoutouts to Tabata and Black Clover uh, then we got Koeho Dikoshi My Hero Academia I watched Spider-Man I never thought my favorite movie of all time would change at my age oh okay you really rock with Spider-Man though dope stuff uh, Hajime Komodo author of Marshall it's really cold so I hope it warms up soon but I do appreciate the four seasons yeah yeah it's really freaking cold it's cold we got Aya Shimon Yuji I spent two hours thinking about what to write Right here. oh for the love of god what movie you just recently saw what was something that you really had fun with in the last published chapter uh, what color are your shoes do you wear ties what is your wife like do you have a wife do you have children do you have a favorite anime among your favorite color favorite soda something dog <laughs> Yeah, people, those were the weekly show to jump all their comments. Sorry, they don't want to get too uh, aggressive with Yuji Kaku, but come on, Dogan. Also, again, a lot of people always say that the rankings aren't based on the TOC and all that jazz, but Yuji Kaku, Ayashimon, we're already out of that initial phase, and it's all the way down here next to Undead Unluck and Protect Me. Well, Protect Me, Shugomaru might be the first one to get canned because that's dead last. And again, I know people say that it has nothing to do with anything, even though Hiro Oda has went on record to say that essentially the rankings are. Our, you know, performance and the mood of the room, so to speak, when the editorial staff is putting together the magazine of that week. But yeah, Yuji Kaku, yeah. yo, I swear to God, dog, if they cancel Aya Shimon, wow, just Yuji, go back to Jump Plus then, because this is it isn't worth it okay moving forward we got the top 20 selling manga series of january this is for the entire month of january these series sold the most we got another 20 chainsaw man 175 i'm starting not to see chainsaw man on that one so it's looking like maybe chainsaw man not that it's time is up necessarily but it hasn't dropped a new volume in a while there's no like honestly they are chainsaw man's fire to slowly burn out uh while we wait for this anime Then number 19, Black Clover, love to see it, 191. So even though Black Clover's manga isn't selling the greatest, top 20, baby, you can't sleep on that. Jujutsu Kaisen, 0, 218. Kaiju number eight, 222 oh my god there's quite a few on here Komi can't communicate 244 world trigger still love to see it even all the breaks and everything record of Ragnarok attack on titan at number 13 with 254 which is crazy to see like you know back in the day attack on titan always used to be top 5 and shit with everything welcome to demon school Iruma-kun 258 11 Haikyuu 266 and then top 10 we got one piece came in at 10 so it's the 10th highest selling manga series of the month of January with 278 Spy Family. Again, My Dress Up Darling. I got to check that out. Almost 300K. Uh, Blue Lock with 311. Wow, Blue Lock Outdoing. Okay. Uh, My Hero... 338 at number 6. Dr. Stone outdoing my hero. What? Nani? 367. Uh, Demon Slayer th- 692 which again that's all straight up because the anime is so big. Like it's out of this world. Mystery Tolu Nakari. I don't know how to pronounce that. Some people are saying I'm mispronouncing it. Mystery Tolu Nakari with 848. Jesus Christ. Tokyo Revengers 1.394 million. So it still sold as volumes but I'm starting to notice a slowdown on Tokyo Revengers out of the top 50. So there's that. Uh, then Jujutsu Jujutsu Kaisen at number one with 3593000 Yeah, that freaking movie has did wonders for Jujutsu Kaisen's manga sales. And yeah, people, the top 20 best-selling manga series of January. I just, I love to see Black Clover still sneaking in there, baby. Let's go. Okay, people, and last story of the episode. This is a little bit of an older story. I want to say this came out... Probably about a week or so ago, but I did want to cover it because it is a big deal. Yeah, I know there is a lot of people that absolutely despise even the thought of NFTs. NFTs has a real bad rap out there. People don't want to hear, hide nothing about NFTs. Uh, But apparently Toei is producing something NFT related. It says here, Toei to produce zombie zoo anime based on nine-year-old's NFT art collection. Toei Animation announced on Tuesday that it will produce an anime based on the NFT art collection of a nine-year-old boy artist, Zombie Zoo Keeper. Toy Animation plans to unveil the project this spring. And I ain't got to lie, the art, like, what is that? Like, it's just a nine-year-old's art. Uh, Zombie Zoo Keeper created the art collection Zombie Zoo as his research project during his summer vacation last year. With the help of his mother, artist Emmy Kusano, he started selling the pixel art as NFTs, and celebrities such as Steve Aoki bought the NFT artwork. As of January 24th, Zombie Zookeeper has created 209 pixel art pieces and made them available on the NFT marketplace open sea he was later selected on the 2021 forbes japan 100 list and toy animation stated he quickly became the face of the nft art scene in japan toy animation stated that while it has brought many kids animations into the world through the hands of adult creators this time the main creator of this project is the children themselves the company added it started this project because we wanted to support and create animations that reflect children's creativity as it is toy animation stated this is the first project and a plan to expand its nft initiatives that will quote unquote Partner with creators to develop animation franchises based off NFT artwork. And I ain't gonna lie as a slippery slope. I think they're definitely gonna get a lot of backlash for that. A lot of people don't really care for NFTs and don't want to hear it. Don't want to near their anime. And... It just sounds odd. So, like, a nine-year-old did some shit that got a little bit of praise and, like, y'all running with it for an anime. All right, Toei, y'all been doing some questionable stuff. 3D, CG, Dragon Ball, NFT animes. Why not? And I don't want to completely hate on NFTs because I've expressed in the past that there is benefits to it. It helps creatives to be able to do certain things and market in certain manners. But Toei okay people next up a bit of a serious one to be honest with you we're starting off a little bit heavy here but um, this story it came to my attention a few people hit me up about it and also it just reminds me of a few of the incidents that have happened due to younger children watching certain anime now I will say that there is an anime out there for everybody but there are anime out there that aren't for everybody in particular there's some darker shows that at the very least you should have some parental consent or you know y- your parents should know more or less if you're watching something that is maybe a little bit uh, above your head, so to speak. I'll just say that because... Something recently happened where a little boy lost his life um, because he was imitating and wanting to try and imitate um, a series called Platinum End. In case you ain't not hear about Platinum End, it's from the creators of Death Note. It's their latest work to get animated. They did also like Bakuman and stuff like that, but pretty much Platinum End is about this dude that he don't want to live no more. He tries to jump off of a freaking building and ultimately an angel comes and saves him and gives him powers and he goes into this crazy survival game and it's some really heavy stuff something that maybe a little boy that's like i don't know 12 or something probably shouldn't be watching let's read this article because again it's a little bit disturbing 12 year old jumps from kolkata high-rise and hopes to be saved by a superhero a 12 year old boy addicted to popular japanese web series called platinum end jumped off the 11th floor of an apartment in north kolkata falling to his death reporting news agencies ians quoting the police on monday the tragic incident took place on Saturday, and after initial investigation, police came to know that the boy jumped in hopes that he would be saved by an angel, as shown in the web series Platinum End. And I want to say that this boy was actually in India. I believe that's like Kolkata, somewhere over there in India. And yeah, this was on the Indian News uh, India.com. It's kind of crazy. I'm not gonna lie, because yo, I've always promoted that like you know a lot of kids can watch anime. and You know, some kids are, are different than others. Some kids can actually you know just watch anime and just go on with their day, or they could watch whatever and just go on with their day. Some kids they get engulfed into that world and they want to replicate things and this is why even animation over the years in the states has changed dramatically. Like you go back to the old Looney Tune days where dudes was getting ran over and all sorts of stuff hitting people with pans and craziness. That nowadays yo they don't even attempt to put that on TV because there was a lot of incidents occurring where kids were trying to emulate things. So now they gotta have it like they don't even want guns in people's hands anymore. Period because of that type of you know scare that happened throughout the especially the nineties and stuff all of that wacky crazy shit that the looney tunes was doing and hurting and whatnot they don't do that but in particular with platinum men it's a little bit more i guess you would say nuance because you gotta search this like you know platinum End. i don't believe it was based on what they said it was a web show right he wasn't watching it on syndicated tv the boy actively looked on the computer and found platinum men so it's a slippery slope of yo you gotta watch sometimes like you can't as a parent being realistic i cannot be with my eyes 24 7 on my child i just can't you would Go crazy, you know what I'm saying? But ultimately, there always needs to be some type of adult supervision at the very least here and there, especially Platinum End, right? Unless he tried to emulate that based off of one episode, he probably saw numerous episodes. So, for hours on end, you don't know what your kid is doing, you don't ask a question, hey, what is he doing? So, it's like, while yeah, he definitely shouldn't have been watching this, ultimately, the parents also have to take responsibility. Like, we cannot uh keep on going down this slope of saying, like, yo, it's the media's job to take care of your kids. No, it's you, like, you can't always watch your kid obviously they're going to be exposed to some things unfortunately because you're not god you know what i'm saying but you try your best to be there and monitor them and if your kid is going hours on end watching a show just ask like hey uh you know what you're watching what's that about and you know give them a little bit of insight of hey you know it's not real so sad situation all around very very tragic incident but ultimately you do gotta you know you gotta watch your kids at the end of the day like my nieces and nephew a bunch of them i got them into anime they've been watching anime they watch all sorts of shows but i always stress them yo this is you know at the end of the day this is animation this is not real anything in there like hey you enjoy it cherish it maybe you learn some positive lessons but we don't do that shit we don't emulate that shit so you gotta also have a conversation in general about what's fiction and what's reality with your children it's a scary world and all that jazz but yeah um, my heart goes out to the the family prayers and condolences to them because uh, I know that's not easy and It's just a crazy situation all around, man. And by no means was I trying to be aggressive or pushing blame. And if it did come across like that, I apologize. But I just, when I hear situations like this, it gets me very mixed. Because again, I have a whole bunch of kids myself. I got my daughter. I got my nieces and nephew. And while they love anime, well, not really my daughter, my nieces and nephew. I'm always cognizant of, well, what are you watching? Oh, and you know, giving input as well. Because yeah, it's a scary world out there. Moving on to something while definitely serious, maybe a little bit less serious from that situation because that was a hefty one and you're probably thinking yo fenev where are we going with feneva news here what are you doing right now because next story is about kanye west aka now known as yay well legally now known as yay and kim kardashian now y'all know that whole drama and that's not what we're here to unpack like i said y'all know feneva news it gotta be related somehow to some geek nerd culture so that's how it ties in relax please 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 give me the grace to explain Cause y'all probably heard about Kanye and Kim's splits and Kanye and you know they trying to make Kanye look like a monster out there even though I sympathize and again I don't want to get too deep into it, but I sympathize with a father that's going through that as somebody that in the past went through that situation it is a living freaking nightmare it is terrible you feel like you've lost everything and whatnot and you're still fighting for your kids at the same time so it's a messy situation with that being said one of the things recently that was uh, amongst a million things that's been said during this whole situation is the fact that uh, kanye said that kim accused him of stealing one of the last times he was over at one of their residences and he said that apparently he was accused of stealing for leaving with his akira graphic novels which i ain't gonna lie it just made me feel so, so sad like yo though he's trying to get his fucking books he's like trying to spend time with his kid he saw his favorite books that he's mentioned akira many different times it was the influence for some stuff in his music videos stuff like that we know kanye loves his anime and manga he's listed his favorite anime of all time like he's an anime and manga guy so you know what i'm saying he's going he's with his kids he sees his favorite books and you're gonna try and villainize him for taking his books later on shout outs to Ye because you know he, he always gotta have some style and pizzazz and then i think it was another shorty that he's because again it's very very messy over there and you see shorty's leg like right next to the akira graphic novels on the table like shout outs to yay first of all shout outs for him being cultured as a motherfucker like if you getting the akira graphic novels first of all those are some giant books second of all akira legendary like that's even better than the movies so you know what i'm saying yay mighty fine taste also i think it's a little bit ridiculous now obviously i don't know every freaking detail but to try and accuse him of stealing for taking his own manga what what? are we doing here people like i don't know all of their relationship i'm not getting into all their relationship i'm just saying right there in that circumstance if that's indeed what happened stop dog stop as somebody that's went through a lot of those similar situations it's heartbreaking everybody's a mess the kids most importantly you know you got to think of them but dog kanye with the akira manga (laughs) (laughs) volumes i gonna lie dog it's a fight for your life when nah dog you you want to play around you want to do whatever that's all fine and dandy i'm taking my manga okay like you ain't you ain't playing with the manga baby especially those akira graphic novels Nah, we're gonna go with the next shorty. And she's gonna be reading them as we relax it and kick it. outs to Yay Dog, you got my support. Crazy mess, but he got his Akira manga volumes back. Thank goodness. And yeah, I just wanted to touch up on it because again, even though it's not all the way related anime manga, there is a little thread, and it was interesting to talk about it. And if you want to see me talk more about things that may have a small thread tied to nerd and geek culture, definitely let me know because that was an interesting fine line to walk as we uh continue this show. But let let's carry on to the next next uh, story we got okay which next up just a really dope story for attack on titan always love to hear all of the wins especially it's going out like a goliath you know what i'm saying so many things happening right now we're on the final season part two of the anime it's about to close off here in another few weeks well apparently there's a tv demand awards for 2021 like the most in demand show for this and that and according to this it says attack on titan was named most in demand tv show in the world for 2021 so I believe it. I mean, we have part one at the very beginning of the year and then we closed off the year with part two of the you know final season or whatnot. And yeah, especially part one, <laughs> the setups, the buildups kind of going into this whole new world if you think about it because the final season of Attack on Titan, very different show from the first three seasons. The first three seasons is trying to find the answers. The fourth season is having a lot of the answers and figuring out what to do with them. So, you know, it's crazy that even a show that changed so much and not many, barely any shows can really do that change drastically and still be of that high quality and still be in demand like this one to be the most in demand of 2021 shout outs to attack on titan we're closing it off very very strong and my god i cannot wait for uh the finale to see how things go but yeah uh attack on titan named most in demand tv show in the world for 2021 yeah colossal achievements i'm gonna run the colossal joke into the ground baby yeah moving forward i feel like i covered this one before however i did see it and i did want to talk about it a little bit more just because it's been a few developments since then uh, and this is essentially the rise and godlike rise no falls at all of the tokyo avengers manga it says here tokyo avengers manga volume sales evolution there was a steady rise and this is all courtesy of at yellowstone over there on twitter shout outs to them there was a steady rise in sales but then the anime came in and catapulted sales we will have to see what new heights the anime's second season can bring and as you can see like that and it's kind of sad because yo shout outs to ken wakui for continuing on despite like the sales only gradually barely was going up like you see volume 1 all the way down there and it just kept on it's almost as if the quality kept it going for like all the way till volume 22 and then that's when season one of the anime starts and it just goes from like okay you know it's doing all right to psh, from 22 to 25 is eight hundred seventy five thousand for volume 24 or 25 and you see volume 22 is less than 250 my god the amount of explosion especially from the beginning like realistically i'm sure and that's also why because i've heard some things and i'm gonna catch up eventually and see what's going on a lot of tokyo avengers manga slander with some of the latest chapters i don't know exactly what's happening i'm just hearing people comparing it to fairy tale and. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's probably also why they probably say, yo, dog, we finally hit the home run. Like, we went from, you know, the days of 62,000 to 875,000. Could you extend it just a little bit more, add a little bit more story so maybe we can get an extra four or five volumes of this 875, okay? And that's probably what happened. Why Tokyo Revengers? Because I've been said that. There was a couple of points that Tokyo Revengers may have been able to stop, and I thought it was going to end right there, and it kind of kept going. And now, I don't know how much longer it's going to be going because they've said multiple times it was on the climax it was ending it's doing great in sales and if i was the publisher behind it maybe with the negative backlash i might think twice but nevertheless i would still be like it's selling a lot dog this is a lot of money and at the end of the day as much as we love and admire anime and manga for the aesthetics for the artistic expression and all that stuff it is a business above all else and if they want more tokyo avengers money they're gonna be yo ken wakui make us that money okay but yeah this is the uh, evolution of tokyo avengers sales and again i feel like we may have looked at these before if we did forgive me but um with everything that's going on especially the slander with tokyo avengers i'm curious to see how many more volumes they're going to crank out before uh they drop the good old uh ending the conclusion so to speak but yeah tokyo avengers uh sales evolution it's just unheard of dog like (laughs) you go from 1 to 25 and it's just all the way up up we haven't even had really any type of decline other than maybe like you could see probably like between 12 and 13 something very freaking tiny, but no declines, dog. It's just been up, up, and away. Shout out to Tokyo Avengers. I'm scared now to catch up. I go I'm scared. Okay, people, next up just a small sales update for Blue Box, one of the latest series to hit weekly Showing and Jump magazine. In case you don't know, it's like a romance meets sports series, if I'm not mistaken. And it says here, Ao no Hako, aka Blue Box, by Koji Miura, has 600,000 copies in circulation for the first three volumes. That's very good. It's averaging basically 200k a piece for three volumes yeah they're gonna be pushing this one definitely this is going to be like to make up so to speak for Haikyuu leaving even though I don't know if this will reach Haikyuu levels but uh it looks like this is taking that void of that and as well we haven't had a romance series in Shonen Jump in ages like the last one was a freaking harem at that with Nisekoi so it's probably going to fill both voids which if you think about it the potential is astronomical like if you can grab the romance audience and the sports audience you could have the Nisekoi fan base and the haiku fan base all together which could make it pop way more so time will tell and I've heard great things about it as well but blue box six hundred K for three volumes It'll hit a million soon. Next up, this was a little bit old, but I've kept this article because I did want to talk about it at some given point. And now's the time because it was announced probably a few weeks ago at that, that Squid Game Season 2 begins the quote unquote Squid Game Universe. So essentially, uh, Netflix is trying to do the Squid Games Universe. And it says here, after the announcement of Squid Game Season 2, Sarandos confirms that the series will live as a universe, meaning we'll be getting much more than just another season of the hit series. They're going to milk and run this shit to the ground. like squid game was very special it was like yeah you've seen survival games all you know for a long time i've seen from future diary all sorts of stuff i've seen in anime everywhere or whatnot but it was something just special about it and now they're gonna have season two and then they're gonna have spin-offs because realistically speaking you could have you know unlimited people playing the squid games all sorts of throughout the years maybe there's different squid games different people different people that are putting them together and orchestrating them like there's massive amounts of things they could do but i feel like they're gonna milk it in after season two especially even going into Season 2 it was ready, like probably should have ended. Like, yo, shout outs to LeBron with one thing that he said was yo dog go see your daughter and that's what i genuinely felt like yo dog why like fuck all of that shit i want to see my kid i'm sorry my kid comes before everything and i get it like i gotta put a stop to the squid you should have put a stop to it when that old man was in the hospital but you know what i'm saying like I- I- i'm just saying but yeah they're doing squid game squid universe and uh i feel like that's going to really turn people off like the the second season is going to be massive and huge and if it's really good it'll leave a lot of people like one thing more but once you start doing spin-off after the spin off after the spin off that's when it starts to get a little bit hectic like how about just let season 2 cook and then we'll go from there so we gotta wait and see, but it looks like they're about to milk the living crap out of Squid Game, which rightfully so. I ain't gonna lie, I've seen Squid Game everywhere, especially when it was having that big burst a few months back. Everywhere, my daughter's on Roblox. There's just so many Squid Game related video games on there, like tons and tons of stuff. But yeah, people, Squid Game, Squid Universe incoming. Next up, people, the manga sales for the week of January 23rd through the 29th. And yeah, honestly, just looking at it, Chainsaw Man Volume Five uh with 3,850, Chainsaw Man Volume Four with 4,500. I mean, it's dope. To to see Chainsaw Man volume 4 with 75,000 and volume 5 following suit and Chainsaw Man volume 3 now breaking 107,000 that's awesome and it's showing that even over here in the west like Demon Slayer isn't just a Japanese fluke like oh it was big over there no in the west at number 1 with 8,600 copies sold this week bringing us total to 56,000 like it's getting ready to pass manga volumes that have been on these charts for months on end with a couple of weeks so shout outs to Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Stories of Water and Flame again I have no doubt in my mind that's getting animated at some point who knows That might even be a sequel to the mugen train movie or something although i feel like that would be like no no the next demon Slayer movie has to be some different feature a different hashida make it feel different not just hey rangoku again but you never know they might decide to go that route who knows and either way again that's the u.s manga chart sales for the week nothing out of the ordinary but pretty cool to see nonetheless okay people and last story of the episode it's really dope to hear even though it's really quick that apparently the demon Slayer he Hinokami Chronicles game is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Demon Slayer, the Hinokami Chronicles game, gets Switch version in Japan on June 9th. This year's 10th issue of Shueisha's Weekly Shonen Jump magazine announced on Monday that Sega's Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, the Hinokami Chronicles game, will launch for Nintendo Switch in Japan on June 9th. The Switch version of the game will have a standard edition and a limited edition. The standard edition will be available digitally and as physical copies and will be priced at $65. The limited edition will be available as physical physical copies only and will be priced at about $103 the limited edition will include download codes for five Demon Slayer Academy costumes for Tanjiro really like that's the limited edition oh and Nezuko Zenitsu Inosuke and Gyu as well as codes for 16,000 Slayer points and the Butterfly Mansion patient wear costumes for Tanjiro Zenitsu and Inosuke Sega has not announced whether or not the Switch version of the game will release worldwide I'd probably get it for the Switch even though I've played the living crap out of that game and I will still play the crap out of the game. I really enjoyed that game, but yeah, that that feels quick feels like maybe it didn't sell what they expected. And that's why they're like, well, bring the Switch version out because we already got, you know, Comic Chronicles 2 on the way or something like that. But yeah, people, those were all the stories we have for today's episode. Curious what you guys think. Favorite story, most important story, interesting story. Did you like me? Including a little bit of pop culture in with our stories because, again, it connected. And uh, yeah, what are your favorite stories from Fenebra News? That's all I have for this one, though. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed. I'm Fenebra World. And as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule, anime. And manga for life. Boy. Have an awesome day. Peace, in you. you guys just watched another episode of For Never. News. Have an awesome day. Don't forget to subscribe and hit that bell, baby. Let's go. <laughs> i